Hey, everyone. So we just got done talking with Sam Loreno, a former member of the Marine Corps shooting team. He is currently working at the Six Hour Academy as an instructor. And to me, it was really exciting because it was one of the guys that, you know, was on the team, got to the team roughly around the same time as me and left the team roughly around the same time as me. And it's just really cool to see the success he's had while being there at the Six Hour Academy and seeing how they the comparisons and, and the contrast that they have at Six Hour Academy compared to the Marine Corps shooting team uh, and how they implement and continue to change and evolve their programs to better serve the shooting community. Yeah, it's always good to see a Marine doing great things after they get out, especially for a great place like Six Hour Academy. Really great facilities up there. Really great instruction. I had the I, I had the opportunity to take a class up there. They will be coming out with some competitive shooting classes. So just keep your eyes peeled around the beginning of the new year. But uh, I have no doubt that those are going to be some awesome classes, especially with Sam and Scott being the ones teaching them. So we really hope you enjoy this. Let us know how you're doing. And uh, we will continue putting out some good material for y'all. Yep. Give me a nod when you're ready. Shooter's ready. Stand by. Hey everyone, welcome to the 3GIQ podcast. I'm here with my co-host Frank Gao, and we got a really good friend of mine, Sam Loreno, aka Rhino. Um, so Sam Loreno, he was a Marine Corps infantryman, 0311. Uh, and you know, he was security forces, went to the fleet, spent time on the ranges, and then uh the shooting team discovered him and was brought out to the Marine Corps shooting team uh to be part of our instructor slash competitor cadre did some really amazing things while he was with us. Always an upbeat guy, always like ready to go, always wanting to just go out and make things better. You know, we kind of live by the phrase, you know, return things better than what you found them. And this is the go-to guy for that. He's become a really good friend, some guy I could just bounce ideas off at times. And I'm really excited to have him on here. So Sam, if you could just kind of, you know, talk about yourself a little bit, tell everybody who you are. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, uh, Matt and Frank. Uh, yeah, I'm from uh, New York originally. Uh, grew up competitive shooting a bit. Uh, I was fortunate my dad could afford those things. And uh, But I grew up in New York, so I grew up uh, doing cowboy action shooting. So I used to dress like cowboy. I shoot two six guns, a lever action and a shotgun. And um, that's kind of where I found my love for firearms. <clears throat> and then growing up in New York, you know, you watch uh, the September 11th happen. And uh, you watch all these U.S. service members go to a uh, war for various reasons, whatever they were. And I just wanted to kind of join that fight, I guess, <laughs> as lame as that sounds, you know, typical uh, American thing. But um, I wanted to serve my country and I, and I ended up joining the Marine Corps in 2013. And... Uh, 
uh, did some a few fake deployments, <laughs> and then ended up on the shooting team. And uh, it was like one of the best experiences ever. I met some of the best, my best friends ever, um, in my nine years of service. And now that I'm out, uh, I definitely miss all those people. So it's uh, it's great talking with you guys tonight. I appreciate it. Before we get started, uh, you said you did cowboy action growing up doing that. Uh, how did you get into cowboy action? And you were the New York State champion for cowboy action, right? Yeah. So uh, it was my like my specific category, uh, which was young gun. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I was the New York State young gun champion. Um, I think in I don't remember when that was, two thousand eight or something like that. Uh, but it's like you know a category within. USPSA. I'm not, I'm not very good at shooting. I just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but answer your question about uh, how I got into it. My neighbor did it. Uh, he was one of my dad's best friends growing up. And uh, conversely, he became uh, one of my best friends, uh, Ed. And uh, yeah, he got me and my whole family involved in it. Nice. Yeah, that stuff looks really cool. Uh, what was your cowboy name? Lonesome Sam. Okay, it's also email. Your, it's also your email. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. Okay, so um, you're on the Marine Corps shooting team. You know your ES is coming up. Can you detail the process of either Sig reaching out to you, you reaching out to Sig, and eventually landing that job? Yeah, man. So, like in I think it was 2017 that uh, the academy came out and taught a master pistol and rifle instructor course. And 18. was it 2018? Yeah. Sorry. That's when we, right. that's when you and I got to the team. You're exactly right, man. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I was a summer shooter in 2018. You're right. And um, yeah, I, uh, that was my first exposure to them. And I was kind of blown away with the instruction. Like, you know, you don't, as a, as a, as a, as a shooter and a gun guy, you're like, I don't know if I agree with that, but I was just blown away with their delivery um of the instruction uh, I, I had never seen instructors like that before coming from the military and uh yeah so that was my first exposure second exposure they came out again um i don't remember when was the second time they came out matt the second time they came out was 2021 okay no that was 2020 they came out in 2020 okay and, and you know I, I wasn't in that course but i got exposure to it you know yep. i saw them teach again and and uh, prior to that, we had gone out, me, Scott, and uh, Major Driscoll, excuse me, had gone out and taking uh, taken a course up in New Hampshire. And Eric Palmer was one of the instructors. Again, blown away by the instruction, him and Colin Murphy. And then um, when they came out again to teach the Marine Corps, you know, he was out there uh, being a Marine. They always usually send Marines to teach Marines. <laughs> so, and again, you know, it was just, I was blown away. So I reached out to him randomly. I was like, Hey man, I'm, you know, this didn't work out for me in the Marine Corps. Cause I was trying to lat move and stuff. And I was like, are you guys hiring? And he said, yes. And uh, that's kind of how I got my tryout started. At least the conversation about it. I still regret not going to that course. I did the, you know, the nice staff and co thing i'm a leader on this team i don't go to courses i'm going to ensure that my marines go to this course and uh you know it, it's still it, 
I don't want to say it's a regret, but it's something I wish I I did take the opportunity to go to because like I coordinated a couple guys from the uh, federal air marshals to go. And that took a couple spots up. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, um, whenever one of our staff in CICs was on the team, he was like, Hey, do you want to go? I was like, no, I want the Marines to go. It's I'm, I am a staff in CIC. They need to go. And then that person and you know, that one staff in CIC ended up going instead and uh, I was just like, fuck, you know, I wish I took that opportunity, but no, I'm glad to see you there. So Thanks. I got a follow I got a quick follow up, Sam. Um, I took a class at SIG in, um, in February of this year. It was the rifle instructor class and uh, the, 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 the polished delivery also stood out to me. So now knowing that they came down and they taught you guys in 2018, did you guys kind of use that as an inspiration for the way you delivered some of your instruction for the Nick mix? Absolutely. Yeah. we. I, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, there is. Um, and, and first and foremost, it's, you know, this isn't keys to the castle or anything. I think the British Royal uh, Marines have been doing this uh, in their boot camp. They do EDIP, which is explain, demonstrate, imitate practice. Right. Yep. And that's uh, exactly what uh, the SIG Academy does. Uh, mainly what I was blown away with was, you know, you get a bunch of instructors out there that um, teach a bunch of things, but they don't demonstrate it. Right. So I think that's one thing that stood out to us. And I was like, wow, these guys can talk the talk and walk the walk. So, I mean, that's first and foremost, um, I think we should be able to do as a farm instructor. So. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, we had a conversation with Mike Stone um, on one of our episodes of Dark Side of Entertainment Part 1, and straight up he said, if you're a firearms instructor and you are not demonstrating what you are teaching, then you are failing your students. Like, you have to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk and demonstrate and practice what you preach. Absolutely. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that we look at on the shooting team, um, and drawing new instructors and team members in is we look at a lot of the character traits. Um, now would you say it's much of the same, uh, there at six hour Academy and what specific character traits are you looking for at six hour Academy? So I kind of love this topic because um, I'm going to bash the Marine Corps a little bit here. But uh, <laughs> uh, so like on the shooting team, we have an awesome process, as I'm sure you've talked about on this podcast, probably with the summer team, you know, where we get to vet the people that are coming on and we kind of, you know, we get to pick them as a team. <clears throat> uh, but the priorities are different. Mm -hmm. um, with the academy, right? Uh, first and foremost, I think the priorities on the shooting team at at first when I got there were you need to be able to shoot, right? And that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's in the job description, but uh, I think with the SIG Academy, uh, it's you need to be able to get in front of people and speak intelligently on a topic, which just happens to be firearms instruction. Um, but I think uh, where the similarities lie is you got to be a good dude. You know what I mean? That's team first player. 
you got to be a team player and, and, you know, you got to be, there, there's a bunch of underlying traits there and you, you could rattle off JJ did side buckle or whatever the hell, you know, or something like that. But I think uh, being a good dude is, is compassed in those things. Right. Um, and that, that means being humble, being willing to learn, being will, willing to maybe take some criticism, mm-hmm. <laughs> being willing to, to dish it out as well, you know, cause that's how we get better. Uh, um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that because you gotta, you know, when you're in such a tight knit team and so I, I, I draw a lot of comparisons like from, you know, being in an infantryman, like as an infantryman, like you're just forced into a unit almost. And it doesn't matter whether or not you get along with the guys, you better get along or it's your survival. Um, whereas like you look at how soft guys operate, like those dudes want to be there. They're the best at what they do and they become family almost, uh, and they operate so cohesively, which is much how the Marine Corps shooting team is like, we, we're not big Marine Corps. We don't operate like we're a line unit or any other MOS. We, we operate as a family, make decisions as a family, and we we do the best we can do with what we have and we're very successful at it in my opinion and i think it's much of the same with what you're describing with how you guys operate there yeah absolutely did i answer your question though frank you did. <laughs> yeah yeah okay. you did yeah absolutely um but on the same topic how do you think being on the Marine Corps shooting team helped with the transition to civilian firearms instruction? Would it have been possible to transition to teaching at Six Hour Academy straight from the fleet? I'll tell you, I don't think I had the the experience to be able to do that. Um, I was fortunate enough where I was like, you know, uh, getting out uh, in 2018 uh, and I was kind of thrust into I had I had some of the best uh, uh, leaders I've ever had in the Marine Corps uh, before I got to the shooting team, and they thankfully saw some potential in me and gave me some opportunities to teach quite a bit in a head CMT role in a marksmanship schoolhouse. Uh, so I um, and I was already very passionate about the topic, so that helped too. Um, but um, I think I, th- I I don't know I, I I don't think that I would have been as successful just because. I, just like anything else, how you get good at shooting a shooting competition is you shoot a bunch of them and maybe you see what you need to get better at and you practice those things. Uh, so you have to be kind of passionate about the process in itself. And how do I get better? But I don't, you know, I don't want to say no, but I want to say that the shooting team helped me set me up for success uh, where I am now. Hey, uh, you, you meant you said something that kind of made me think of something else. Like you had good mentors. And I know one of your mentors was uh, Gunnar Lucero. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just actually mentioned him the other, uh, the other day, whenever we were recording, but oh, he's okay. over at Marsock. He's our gunner over there. Really? Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a solid dude. I, every time I ever met him, whenever he came to Quantico, I love that guy. Like he's just really high energy and like, he, he's there to do do work yeah yeah i love the guy uh I, he gave me my first kind of 
chance to perform after mm-hmm. I came from a kind of a low place in the Marine Corps. And, um, but it wasn't just him. It was the leadership at the Marksman training. Uh, do you remember Gunnery Sergeant? Uh, God, he's going to kill me if you watch this. Watch Gallagher? This. Not Gallagher. <sighs> It'll come I, I never it went was... over there to 29 Palms. So, yeah. I, oh. I, well, I, Gunner, you met Gunnar Skinta. Yes. Yes. So, He's awesome. So, I, you know, strong personality, but that yes. dude gave me, uh, so he gave me tons of chances to do and pre- perform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess I came through cause, uh, yeah, he kept giving me chances. So I really appreciate his mentorship. Um, I, I freaking love that guy. So hell yeah. So, you know, you're in a very different place now and, and, you know, we develop the Marine Corps shooting team develops its instructors a very specific way. But now, like you're, you know, half the time they're competing, the other half of the time they're instructing. And, you know, unless you're really passionate about instructing and, and it's almost broken down into teams like each team on the shooting team, like they're they're doing their own program. It's not like the entire team coming together and doing murder boards and stuff like that and really developing each team as a whole. Uh, but now that you're at a place where all you're doing is instructing people, how does SIG develop its instructor cadre? And what are some of the facets that develop uh, that of that development that you think the Marine Corps could adapt as an institutional at, at the institutional level? So I'll, I'll give you this. One of the things that blew me away is, uh, and why I wanted to work for this specific part of SIG is the people, right? They all uh, care a great deal. They're super passionate about what they do, right? And I think our current director used to be in our shoes. So he used to be an instructor at the academy. And mm-hmm. so he knows exactly what we're going through what we're doing day to day. And then to answer your question, uh, we get a training week, um, a month to train, um, skills, right. And that could include shooting on the range. It could include developing, uh, new classes. It could include, uh, making those current, uh, progressions better. Right. And, and I love being a part of that because you know, that's the only way you're going to get better in this kind of industry where everyone thinks that they're the best at cheating. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's just really cool to be a part of that and have uh, fellow people that are just as passionate as I am about, about the process of getting better at pew pewing. You know? No, I just remember like whenever you were the coach of the pistol team, you just sitting in front of the computer for like hours on end, like developing POIs and stuff. It's like you were one of the only guys I ever saw just really taking the time to develop the POIs and like really actively making that change. Like you took it seriously. Like what we did in competition, you made an active change to say, Hey, this is how we can make this POI this much better. And that was really cool to see. And, you know, you took that same work ethic over there, I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that, dude. And, and you know, I, I got that from my former uh, coach on the shooting team. I'm not going to name his name because he'd probably shoot me. 
(laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, it's one of my best friends. Again, not going to name his name, but um, yeah, uh, his work ethic is what drove mine, right? I already was passionate about getting better at shooting, even though, because I have to practice a lot because I'm not good, right? But his work ethic, uh, developing the rifle POI at the time, or the action POI, whatever it was, kind of drove, and I used, you know, his his format uh, to, to make that better. And I think that's what I've done uh, at SIG so far. And I, I think I'm not going to ruin one of your questions, but I think one of your questions, um, maybe you're going to ask me if we have anything coming at SIG and we, we can know. go into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so what, what stands out to me is that uh, you guys as instructors, out of a month, three weeks, you're out there instructing. But one week, it's meant to like improve the quality of the instructor and the product itself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's something the Marine Corps can learn? Like, do you think that's something the Marine Corps as an institution does? It probably does. It does at the shooting team level, but not big Marine Corps. And do you think that'd be helpful? Yeah, do you think there's you know, too much turnover. Hard. I yeah, I think I there. So that's the issue. I think right is is the constant jostling of bodies in the needs of, you know, the institution. Uh, whereas we don't really have that in, in uh, SIG. So, you know, they just have different challenges than we, than we have. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's a pretty plain answer and boring one. No, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a truth yeah. answer. It's, it's, it's an age, true age old answer that I'm just giving it again. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, we've already ragged on the Marine Corps a little, little bit, but now that you're out, what are some things that you miss? I miss the people, man, you know, and then I miss, uh, um, being around like-minded individuals, I guess, even though I have that. And I think that's why my transition out of the military has been so smooth because I'm around the same like-minded people that all have similar backgrounds to me. Some of them don't, um, but they're just, you know, they share similar interests. So, um, but I miss specifically the shooting team because we got all the ammo in the world to shoot. At least when I was there, yeah. <laughs> while we were there, <laughs> yeah, right. Things have changed, I think. Yeah, budget cuts and stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so can you talk about some of the current projects developing a competition shooting curriculum for Sig, and where do you want that program to eventually end up? Mm. So. Uh... I can talk a little bit about it. I will say that Sig Sauer as a company and then the Sig Academy, that's one of our uh, main focuses is the competition community. Uh, And that's probably one of the reasons I got hired (laughs) because I have a little experience in that, in that realm. Um, And that's why Scott Rader got hired as well. Uh, But uh, things are coming and look for them on the website in January. Okay. This upcoming year. Hell yeah. So when I was up there, the company uh, answer I had to give. It's all it's all good. We know you can't <laughs> tell us everything. Um, but in terms of things that are already there, when I was up there, I think I went inside that pro shop every single day and I bought everything every single day. But now there's a brand new experience center with like an indoor range and all these other gizmos and gadgets. Um, tell us about that building. Yeah, so uh I can't I don't know exactly 
the amount of money they spent on this place, but it's it's legit, dude. Uh, it's the Sig Tower Experience Center, so that's what replaced the Pro Shop, and it's a flagship store uh, range, um, and they have offices and and a club there as well, an exclusive club that you could buy into. Hmm. Um, but it's legit, dude. It's it's awesome. We have three indoor ranges within the facility that are all twenty five yards. And uh, maybe Sig is going to, I don't think this is a quote, but you could shoot anywhere from 22 up to 50 cal, I believe, in there. So mm. it's pretty legit. Um, one of the ranges is usually reserved um, until we get extremely busy, I, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, for us to run classes in within the winter. Uh, and the other two ranges are open to the public. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just an awesome facility. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Sig employee. I legit think it is. When you walk in there, it kind of feels like a six hour experience, if you will. They have even, a, oh, sorry, a museum section as well. And nice. I should, um, the lineage of SIG, some of the history, where it came from, and even some of the current we you know uh, weapon systems that we're coming out with uh, for the military. So it's super exciting to be a part of this type of growth within the company too. Um, to give you some context behind that, I, you know, the academy itself had like nine instructors a couple of years ago. And now we're all almost up, I think, mid-30s or something like that. So, wow. Yeah. That's how, just the instructor cadre, you know? And how, how many instructors do you foresee them hiring? Like, like, do you see it continue to grow? Or do you think it's going to, like, at some point level out and and and, and kind of – because, like, you guys teach a lot of curriculums. We do. And yeah. you're, you're constantly developing new curriculums. Like as you stated before, like you're doing a competition shooting type curriculum soon here. Uh, like, is it going to get to be a pretty decent sized cadre? Yeah, I, I think so, man. Uh, like uh, it already is way bigger than it was. Mm -hmm. And as SIG continues to gain more traction within the community, whether that be more contracts that they acquire you know, they're already getting huge. We're looking at opening new locations across the country. And I think the demand will probably increase because of that. Yeah. So since, uh, since you do have that competition shooting background, are you still competing and what are some of the goals, uh, as an individual competitor that you have? And then what are some upcoming matches that you do plan on shooting? Yeah, man. So like still a master within, uh, production and carry optics uh maybe i should care more about my classification but i don't and uh <laughs> no but uh i just sent my manager um a list of matches i would like to attend and those include level three and level two matches within uspsa as well as uh i love to attend uh what is it pscl or pcsl pcsl match yeah dude because i freaking love shooting uh um carbine and pistol so uh, and I love hit factor. So I, I, I really want to compete in one of those matches, but my main focus is USPSA. And then as far as four as a goal, I care about match performance over, uh, flashy titles and things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, I think that's one of the things I've always kind of excelled at. Sound like I'm, you know, I'm talking up myself here, but I, 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 uh, I tend to run around better than most people and shoot a little sooner. That's kind of going to be the focus of um, always trying to shoot sooner, I guess. That was a, it's a simple goal. I'm a very simple-minded person. I'm not very philosophical or anything. You know? Are you going to try and go out to three-man three-gun this year? 
Dude, I, I would love to. I would love to. Maybe me and Scott will make it down. Maybe we'll shoot with you, bro. You already got a team? I think so, but if that doesn't work out, then I think we can have our own team. Yeah. All right. Let us know, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh I'll send a message tonight to see what's going on with that. If that doesn't really pan out, then like straight up I'll just switch the names over to uh you know our names and we'll like be like old USMC shooting team or some bullshit like fucking flashy name or something like that. I love it. We should do it good. The old timers. Nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so I know you're from New York and you're already used to the cold, um, but with the New England uh, winter rolling in, are you doing any classes outside and are you ready for like the single digit temperatures? Yeah, I think we already hit the temps in some like, but it, honestly, it's been pretty mild so far. It just started getting cold. But yeah, we run cold weather specific courses. And then we constantly have an influx of um, outside entities coming to train. You know, we don't always have the indoor range space available to put those people on. Yeah, so, yeah, we absolutely are training outside, and that's another thing I love uh, um, about the academy. It's not like, oh, it's cold; we're shutting down. That's <laughs> 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 just the nature of the beast where we are. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have one last question for you, and this wasn't on the questions list, but my first impression of you. So I met you at Marine Corps Championships in 2021. Uh, you shot very well, but around that time, it's the same time I met like Trevor Evan, Josh Cardenas, and they made it seem like you were absolute terrorist when you like taught them as summer shooters. Like <laughs> Trevor was like, I, Rhino scares me, man. Like Rhino scares the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> is that still part of the way that you teach people? Or is that, have you kind of, are you aware of that part of yourself? Um, if so, is that something that's still a part of the way you teach at Sig Academy? I don't think so. No, <laughs> and I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, I've had to adapt my teaching style since I taught those uh, specific individuals <laughs> because, I mean, obviously the Marine Corps is a different place, and now I want to be approachable. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and people are paying you now. I, it's just so funny because, like, I met you, and you're really like nice, friendly dude. And then Trevor's like, oh, yeah, that guy terrifies me. I'm like, what? That guy? <laughs> oh, so funny. Maybe it's my demeanor in the office. I'm not a morning person. No, you're not. And I've been called out for that at my new place of work. So, yeah. Fair How's... <laughs> yeah. How's Scott going to adapt? <laughs> I think it's going to take some getting used to. I think when you're in the Marine Corps for longer than, you know, four years. Yeah, even four years, right? Um, yeah. I mean, shoot, uh, there were times like people t people used to always tell me, like, I'm scared to go near you right now. And it's like I'm one of the nicest guys in the world, and, and I think it's just the natural resting bitch face that we have. Yeah, being, we all have it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I was like, I wasn't in a bad mood then. I was just focused on work. Uh, resting bitch face, dude. Like, come talk to me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think part of it, too, is like when we're shooting, we're just so focused, too. Yeah. Like, especially if I'm about to shoot a stage, like, you're not going to get anything. But you're, you're probably going to think I'm really pissed off. I'm just focused. 
I, I remember uh, this was like 2020. It was Delmarva, I believe, um, out at Shadowhawk. And um, I, sh you know, I know Captain Scott, Chris Scott and uh, Scott Raider went out to shoot the day before. I went out the next day and, you know, had the shooting jersey on her. And, and they were like, oh, yeah, some of your friends uh, shot this match yesterday. I was like, oh, who Chris Scott and Scott Raider? They're like, oh, yeah they were not nice people. Like they, they didn't talk, they didn't interact. They didn't do anything. I was like, Oh, uh, that's just because they were focused on their stage plan and all that kind of stuff. They're really nice guys. Realistically. Yeah, they are. But that also tells you that some people go to matches for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like it's completely social for some people, mm -hmm. which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine. I just like people are there for different reasons. Like yeah. some people are some people want to win, so they're gonna focus all their energy on winning, and some people just want to go have a good time. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm somewhere in between too. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I think once you're not having fun, I, I think uh one of the best um some of the best training advice I've ever gotten was from John Browning on on AMU when we went to go down and train there in twenty eighteen, right, Matt? Yeah. Was that twenty eighteen? Yeah. <laughs> um August. Yeah, and and one of the first things he said is like, "Why are you doing this? You know, if you're not having fun, then what's the point, mm -hmm. right?" So, it's a good point. Yeah, it's somewhere in between. Like, yes, and, and you know, doing, there there are plenty of times I've gone to matches that I did not have fun at, and it, it, I would say a lot of it was performance based. Uh, it, you know, you're just down on yourself because you have a shitty performance. And like at that point, you just kind of go stand away from everybody else because you don't want to bring that mood on anybody else. But then there are times where it's like, that was an awesome match. And like, you're just having a great time and the people are just great to be around and you don't take anything too seriously. You screw up a stage. Oh, fuck, whatever. I, I think that's part of like realistic goal setting too. Mm -hmm. And so what, what is your goal coming into a match? Um, first and foremost, I think my first one now, because, you know, I've done this so many times and, and gotten genuinely pissed off, just like you said, Matt, that my first and foremost, my goal is to have fun. And then mm -hmm. I have some performance goals set after that, but the realistic goal setting, like, I know I'm not going to win nationals, mm -hmm. not at my level currently. Right. Yeah. Not with Max Michelle around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or any of the, or any of the good shooters, um, Nils or JJ or wh whoever. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's like I, you know, I have some realistic goals that I want to achieve this year in three gun. Um, and I think I can attain some of them. Uh, but I've also set some realistic goals with the tactical games because I enjoy doing that stuff. And like now that I'm out of the military and nobody's breathing down my throat, go PT or hide and wait and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like, I I'm setting goals for myself to stay active. And so it's like, I, I want to do the best I can. And so now I'm analyzing like some of my past performances in the tactical games. Okay. What was my weakest things? What are like physically, what are some things I need to work on? Like shooting wise, I, I think the shooting there is, I don't want to say rudimentary, but it's a bit more fundamentally based. So I'm fine there. So it's like, okay, physically, where can I improve? And so I take everything that I see, uh, you know, where I fell short on mainly the cardiovascular bullshit that I hate. Um, and it's like, now I'm 
I'm setting realistic goals and standards uh, and milestones that I want to achieve before I go to one of those matches so I can get the get the accomplishment that I, I want or to get the goal that I want to achieve. I think that's I think that's how you kind of have to break it down. Yeah, I last thought. I think part of it is knowing what you're capable of and after you shoot, knowing whether or not you reached your potential or if you left something on the stage. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm like you guys, like I want to go there, I want to have fun, but knowing that you did shoot up to your potential whether it was just mental or like some kind of silly mistake, um that's that's what kind of burns me up. So it, it's the continual pursuit of learning how to get yourself to that ceiling well it's it's kind of like you know this past year at the tactical games team event with andy brown um you know during the long range it went from shooting the long range stuff which really wasn't long it was like 200 yards tops into like running uh three miles three and a quarter mile three and three quarters of a mile um you know we came off the shooting portion after we got done shooting we we're like bro we could have done better. And we get to the table and they're like, oh, my God, you guys could shoot. You guys shot better than everybody. You took the least amount of penalties. And you're like, what? It's like, it's all perspective. Yeah, it is. And it's like, OK, well, that makes me feel a little bit better about the performance. But now I have to go run over three miles and I'm going to hate life the whole time. Absolutely. So I'll give you some of the best advice that I ever heard, Matt. And it was actually on another podcast, I think. Uh, but Charlie Perez, he mm. said that he, uh, and he's a GM. He, he's placed top 10 at nationals in the USPSA. Yeah. Limited shooter. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said he treats every stage like a separate match. Mm. And then I think some of the best advice that I ever got from the current, my current boss <clears throat> at the academy was, uh, how'd you do? Good, great, outstanding, or awesome. Because how many times have you walked up to another person at a match and you're like, "Hey man, how'd you do?" Oh, I did, I did terrible. I did terrible. It's like, there's your, there's your problem right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> you it's... think you're terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna do good if you think that. Yeah, you know? and, and you, you you take you know your performance on a stage, and yes, maybe you're not happy with some of those things, but you put those aside and you could work on those later. You need to focus on other things. You know? mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, I was I was talking with a friend of mine, Chris Hutchison, um, a while ago, and, you know, he did horrible on a stage and just pissed off at himself. And like Joe Farwell went up to him and was like, hey, bro, you got five minutes to go pout, you know, sit there, be pissed off at yourself. But then you need to get back into it. Like what just happened has happened. Put it behind you and focus on what's coming next. He's like, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's what he did. And it's like, you can't, can't worry about the past. You got to focus on what's coming up. Oh yeah. But Hey, this was a great conversation. It's always good seeing you and go always good talking to you. Uh, I think I learned something every time I have a conversation with you. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks to thank you. Six hour for letting him do this <laughs> but uh look forward to talking to you again in the future same matt and thanks frank i, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on of course, yeah. bro. to our listeners we hope you really enjoyed this uh if you have any questions for sam 
or any of the individuals he works with, let us know. We will forward any questions and requests up. Uh, again, please let us know how we're doing. Uh, and if you have any ideas or if, if you want to come on, let us know. And we just appreciate you.